his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. As we get moving and rolling here for Wednesday before Thanksgiving, everyone, as I've stated the last couple of days, no one wants to work. We all want to be home on the couch, but we're here for you. That's as right. As you go out and you pick up some sugar, or some flour, or some gravy, or I guess maybe you're making the gravy with the flour, right? Do you make your own gravy or do you buy it prepackaged? Oh, so, I make it. Yeah, we cheat a little bit on that. Uh-oh. We picked up the, uh, the fresh turkey from the corner butcher in Fenton today, and we get the gravy from them, too. Uh, well, you know what? I bet that's good. It is pretty good. There's no doubt. So we have uh, a lot of stuff to cover here today, and we're going to get a little serious as we start the show. But as we evolve, as we move through the afternoon, as you get stuck in traffic, and Sue guides you through that terrible traffic on this Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we're going to have a lot of fun, including our friend George Gray from The Price is Right is going to come in and play The Price is Yay. Wrong. He is in town to visit Mama May, and uh, they're not recording this week. They're not taping The Price is Right. I was talking to a friend of mine this morning, and I said, yeah, my, my buddy George Gray from The Price is Right. She said, like, the announcer guy? I'm like, yeah, that's him. He's the modern-day Johnny Olson, if you will. And uh, we'll get some reports from George on how the tapings have gone in the new studio. When he was with us in August, he was just about to go back to Hollywood, and they were changing studios at the yep. legendary CBS studio and they had to move so we'll, we'll find out how that's all going so he's coming in I have um, my friend Rick Niner from Las Vegas is coming on we call this segment Rick's Resort and we're going to talk a little bit in the aftermath of the Vegas Formula One race but also Sphere and I, I have tickets to go see you two at Sphere in a few weeks but Sue I've told you that that thing and I think a lot of people know what it is is big looks like a big bowling ball that's lit up in the middle of the uh, well not in the middle of the strip kind of at the end of the strip nigh the Venetian in the wind uh, but they just fired their CEO yeah, or weird. CFO, one of those, because like the math doesn't work with Sphere. It's a two billion dollar facility, and which is nuts. It is nuts. So we get to that. We got Chris Trevino, my buddy from J School, many many decades ago. He's on the Mizzou radio and um, television network, mainly radio, but he's done some TV over the years as well. He used to be a TV guy in Columbia. He's going to give us a preview of the Arkansas game on. Friday. Okay. Now, Sue, you walked in here. This is interesting timing. You, you had not been following the news of the day. I'm guessing that we're getting a bunch of people here might be in the same category. And you said, what's happening at the um, at the Canadian border, right? Yep. I, I was baking this afternoon. Yeah. Well, this has been going on, I'd say, for maybe five or six hours now. Reports were coming in, and the early reports, uh, as so often is the case, appear to be wrong. We thought this was—Fox went out, I think, relatively quickly with this, saying they had sources— 
claiming it was a terror attack. I don't believe that it's a terror attack. Okay? What actually happened? Well, I'm going to play an eyewitness account okay. here because w- what happened was is there was a vehicle that exploded at a bridge that spans the border between the U.S. and Canada in Niagara Falls. Now, they have closed that bridge and the other three checkpoints from the U.S. to Canada in, um, you know, precaution mode this afternoon because they don't know exactly what they're dealing with. And, you know, we're on high alert. We should be because of the situation in the Middle East and because it's a holiday. But listen to this, because you had a car that sped the wrong way into the inspection booths. And the the reporting that's kind of off right now is there, there seems to be some reporting that says there were explosives in this car, right? Well, I think if you think through it and you look at the video that they've now released and you see what happened and you hear this guy, you might come away with, with sort of a different take on what happened. So I want you to hear this guy. And he, he just he claimed he wanted to talk to reporters because he felt like information was getting out that just wasn't right. No, Nicole, let's just listen was. to an eyewitness right now. We'll get right back to you. Okay. Just sure. to see how things are going rather than stay home and get bigger than I already am. <laughs> just to come down and shoot the breeze. I've been a guide here in Niagara Falls for 15 years. Have you spoken to Homeland Security? Did they interview you at all? Yes, the FBI came into my house. I gave them a statement. And then finally, uh, but before I gave them a statement, because I gave the officer my license, and he said, you know, I said, if I can help you, he took my license, my name and number. I'm seeing all this stuff on the news that was inaccurate, and the news had already called me. But then they just called. I just had an interview with them. They came to my house. So he's he's a talker. I'm going to tell you that this is all we just kind of snagged this because it all happened right before the end of the hour, right, as we were getting mm. on the air. And I told Abby, I said, let's grab this because this guy is kind of telling a story that's different than we've heard today. 35, 40 minutes ago. Can you say tell your person last name again? Ricky, R-I-C-K-I-E. Well, he's going to kind of tell the story here once he gets all the uh, particulars out. They didn't say not to talk to anybody, but I'm seeing all this stuff that's inaccurate. This is exactly what I saw. There is cameras. I All right, so he's going to he's going to share his version of the story inside, and they should be able to play footage back. But that's that's what I've seen. I mean, given all your years being a tour guy down here, is this just unlike anything you've ever seen? Uh, yeah. Yes, it yes it is. Other than we get people from all over the world and we use some interesting stuff, but we love it. Yeah, 15 years. That sounds like a book, right? I could yeah. help you guys out. There was only two witnesses that I know of, me and this other guy, but there were two other fellas there. I think they were from Turkey, and they were saying they were seeing somebody kept circling, uh, going in circles. Yeah, here's the details. Perhaps arguing with somebody in a car. I don't know. All I've seen is it go through the air. And it was uh, definitely on this side of the border. It right? was on this right. side, yes, sir. That side is the U.S. side, just okay. so we're clear. Right, right over there by the light. It hit that cement thing. Um, I'm assuming it hit the cement because I've seen all the debris. But I mean, how did it get up there? I mean, this thing was up in the air. It's, I, I know it sounds like I'm crazy, but it, the car was airborne. He, he says it was like 15, 20 feet in the air. And not three or four feet. I mean, up there. Ricky, the fact that this is all happening, you know, the day before Thanksgiving, busiest travel day, you know, one of them of the year. Does that make this a little bit harder? When people don't know what's going on, of course. Yeah, So, and I think that was his point. We, we've jumped to conclusions quite often, 
and you have um, a couple of people that were injured, the people in the car that were uh, were killed. He says that what was happening is they, they seemed to be arguing, the two people in the car, and they were circling very quickly. Wait, then all of so a sudden— not going through the border. They're just on the approach to the border circling. Somehow circling, but that I, doesn't how, make that sense. That doesn't make sense. Okay. Because we don't visually see that. But whatever was happening around that area, the car was, was certainly noticeable. And then he says it just sped up. It hit this embankment. So you can see Fox is showing some of the video yeah. from a security camera. And it, you, you see it just smash. You don't even see it smash into the to the um, border inspection booth because it comes from the other side. The camera's actually on the Canadian side, but you can see impact. And then you see what's left of the car kind of moving through the booth, and then a fire started. Now, the way this was described earlier by some people was like, "Well, there's no way that this was just a car. The explosion, you know, the explosion seems much bigger." I think at this point we're we're starting to think that this and this let's face it this would be a very good thing if it was not a terror attack right if it's yes. something that was who know maybe it was a suicide maybe it was somebody that was trying to kill their partner we don't know all the details I think at this point we want to use some caution and uh, recognize that we don't know all the details here so that's that's kind of where we are at this point well usually there's a line at the border that's why I'm having a trouble picturing a somebody circling and then just being able to get right up there and you know what I mean when they yeah, had to was, been in line. It was the line to go to Canada. Do people Are people the day before Thanksgiving dying to go to Canada? I'm, I'm wondering if that was the, maybe the line would be bigger on the other side. I don't know. <laughs> don't know either. Don't Justin know. Trudeau is on the case though. The oh, PM good. of Canada. Yeah. It's obviously a very serious situation in Niagara Falls. Uh, there was a vehicle explosion at the Rainbow Bridge crossing. I've been briefed by the NSIA and the Minister of Public Safety. Uh, CB BSA, RCMP, and Transport Canada are all fully engaged in providing the necessary support. There are a lot of questions, and we are following up to try and get as many answers as rapidly as possible. Uh, we are in close contact with U.S. officials, and we'll continue to work closely with them. Here's another uh, witness. Well, that's not the one. This is, uh, I'm sorry, I thought I had that. That's a different one. Happening right now at the U.S. borders in Niagara region. Right now, we currently have the Rainbow Bridge closed in both directions in Niagara Falls, Niagara Regional Police, Barks Police, as well as Canada Border Services are working on an incident in that area. So that was from before. That was just the police mm. account, and he was telling people to avoid that. And the border crossings are down right now, and they closed all the other ones. The uh, witness that we just heard from says all of a sudden a car kind of went into the air 15 to 20 feet. That's the way he describes it. Then it smashes into the, um, you know, to the border patrol, what, what would you call it? Booth. Like the booth. I call it, it's like a toll booth, if you will, but it's where they check you as you come through. So we don't know a lot of details, but I, I, I'm going to kind of peel back some of the emotion here and, and indicate that there's a pretty good chance that this is not a terror attack at this point. You've been up there to Niagara Falls, haven't you? I have, yeah. That's It's difficult to picture. Last time, though, we were just on the U.S. side, so I did not go through this particular checkpoint. Yeah, I, I was there when I was a kid. Like, I would think I was 9 or 10 years mm -hmm. old, so I don't really remember much of it. But we're going to keep on top of that this afternoon. Phil Holloway is going to join us, Fox News legal analyst, on some other topics. He'll certainly have some thoughts on that. You know, uh, you probably know this, Sue, because you're a history person. You do Sue's News. 60 years uh, ago today, JFK's assassination, right? Yeah, it's in Sue's Have news. you been down there to Dealey Plaza? I haven't. Have you gone? Just one time. I, I was there in Dallas for a concert many years ago just by myself and um, had a friend that I was visiting and, and he was working and I just went out on a beautiful day in Dallas and sort of took it all in. It's very surreal thinking because 
you know, it's, it certainly looks a little differently because of the buildings around it, but not a whole lot different than the videos that you've seen from 60 years ago. Huh. And there's there's a, just a ton of history. I'm not a big conspiracy theorist guy. However, having <laughs> yes. said that, yes. you know, I just ha- have to think that there may be more to that story, right? Yeah. Then we know. But Phil's going to have some takes on that coming up. Okay, good. And then th- this is, I think this is important. I'm going to take a break right after I do this. We, we heard yesterday, and I guess her talent agency dropped her, actress, you know, communist actress Susan Sarandon saying this. There are a lot of people that are afraid, afraid of being Jewish at this time and are getting a taste of what it feels like to be a Muslim in this country so often uh, subjected to violence. Well, that didn't come off very well oh, with a lot of people. And let me just say this. Asra Namani is going to join us this afternoon. Asra is a good friend of the program. She gets fired up. She's been really great on some of these parenting issues with schools in Virginia, but she's Muslim, and she is going to react to what Susan Sarandon said. She had a tweet string yesterday that was incredible. Oscar's going to join us right around 3.40 on 97.1 FM Talk on this Wednesday afternoon. Hang in there. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. See, we got good news this morning, and not unexpected, our Kill Me Christmas event sold out. Yay! The 97.1 FM Talk listeners responded again, and we have uh, about 330 people. Hopefully, you're one of them that's going to join us on December 1st as Brian comes to town. we got to get this next guy into town. Phil Holloway is with us, Fox News legal analyst. You need to write another book or something like that so we can bring you to St. Louis, <laughs> Phil. How are you? Well, you know, I may just have to drop in one day. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Love to see you in person. Before we get to, um, I-, I brought you on here to talk a a little bit about the anniversary of the JFK assassination and your Twitter feed is full of all kinds of fascinating little nuggets this afternoon. We'll get to that. But the, uh, the story at the New York Canada border seems to be evolving. And when we thought maybe this was a terrorist attack, Phil, I don't know if you've seen the latest, but it looks like it might not be at this point. You know, that's, that's true. I was, I was noticing this and, you know, ironically, uh, you know, it seems like MSNBC was among one of the first to, to kind of question this, uh, you know, terrorism angle. And of course, we, we just don't know, right? We we like to react to these news stories. There's a lot of pressure on those of us who work in and around the media to uh, oftentimes speculate. On the one hand, we'll say, well, it's really to speculate. But then, of course, 
would go right out and speculate. And on top of that, people's sources sometimes speculate and yes. they provide um, information that, that may be erroneous to the news media. So in, in the rush and the haste to, uh, to get it all out there, sometimes uh, the actual facts get lost in the rush, I think. And that's actually kind of true with the JFK thing. That's kind of a good segue. Well, let's let's get into that. You know, I've always been someone who's not really a conspiracy theorist on on most issues, and on this issue, I, I think I've always felt like you know Oswald was was the lone gunman. But you know, there are interesting theories about it. I've spoken over the years a couple of times with Clint Hill, who wrote a book called Five Days in November. He was one of the Secret Service agents assigned to JFK. So, you, your thoughts on this and some of the evidence that's emerged over the years, Phil? I'm not exactly. Well, even sure where to start. Yeah, I don't know where to start. And listen, I don't claim to be the leading expert on this by any manner or means, but I, I am an amateur student of the assassination and have been uh, for most of my adult life. And on days like today, I, I do like to, to talk about some of it. Um, you know, even people like Lyndon Johnson in the, in the later years of his life, even post-presidency, stated to members of the press that that he was not convinced that uh, there was not some type of conspiracy. And, and actually, I think JFK, excuse me, LBJ was, was in my opinion, probably pretty, pretty spot on when he said that he could, he could buy that Oswald was the lone shooter, but he wasn't convinced that he necessarily acted alone. Right. And, and both of those things can be true. Yes, I mean, it, yes. it is possible. And I think the, the, the evidence now, particularly with some of the, information that's come out with modern uh, forensic analysis is that the the bullets probably all came from the vicinity of the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository Building. But I did not purposely say just now that, that Oswald was, in fact, the one that fired them, because even that is in dispute, and it can be argued by people, and it is argued by people that he is what he said he was, which was a patsy. But if, listen, if, if if you want the bottom line on this, my bottom line, I, I think that probably Oswald was the shooter, but the I think there may have been other, you know, co-assassins that were somewhere in in the mix here. And I think that if you uh, the the truth probably is that the rest of the assassins, if you will, are somewhere in the neighborhood of the CIA operations directorate. That specifically is the same operations directorate that mobilized the uh, the anti-Castro community um, in the in the late 50s and early 60s and, and even beyond the assassination after the Bay of Pigs, those people were simultaneously very upset with Castro, of course, but they also were very upset with Kennedy. And, and uh, Oswald kind of played, uh, he had one foot in both camps. He had this one foot in the uh, pro-Castro movement as if he's purposely trying to um, build up his bona fides in that regard. And then he also um, is known to have worked together with some of the, uh, you know, the anti-Castro movement. So he's, he's kind of got one foot in both camps, and it's very, very fascinating. We'll never know the truth, not all of it anyway, but I think that um, as time has emerged, Mark, we, we kind of can see that uh, it is at least plausible that there was a conspiracy, even if there were uh, no more than one shooter. Phil, let me ask you this. It's Sue. Uh, remember the theory, I'm sure you do, uh, the magic bullet. I mean, have you ever seen the actual autopsy report? 
And do you feel yeah, well, like, I I mean, you know what I mean? Well, some, some people have. Well, the, the autopsy was botched, and, and I think that we can, uh, a lot of, most people who study this can agree on that. The, the autopsy done at Bethesda was done by um, doctors who were not forensic pathologists necessarily in, 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 in the sense that they were qualified to do this medical legal type of uh, a medical examination. There's no question that he died from a gunshot wound, but you've got to do more than that. You've got to examine clothing. They didn't have access to the man's clothing. Clothing can tell you a lot. It can tell you about whether the wound, for example, on the president's back was an entrance wound or an exit wound because bullets have something called um, ballistic wiping that occurs when bullets pass through uh, material and fabric, and that, that wiping material was found on the back exterior of the jacket that the president was wearing. They didn't have access to that. They didn't know, for example, that the doctors in Parkland did the tracheostomy on the president's th- uh, bullet wound in his throat, so they they just didn't have all the information that they, they needed, and so it's really hard to for, for them at the time to piece together this whole thing about the magic bullet. But to that point, Nova came along later. I want to say it was in maybe 2015 or 2016. And, and there was a special that used um, actual uh, sort of reconstruction, if you will, of the shooting using modern ballistics, modern uh, forensic analysis of using the, the Carcano rifle and the, the exact same type of bullets that were used in the assassination. Uh, and it was, I think, pretty well put together, and it established that the so-called magic bullet theory was, in fact, uh, what happened in terms of probably the second shot that was fired. So what about Jack Ruby? You, you've tweeted quite a bit about him today, and you know yeah. he said some things that were very curious leading up to the assassination. His role is, is a little mysterious at this point still, isn't it? Oh, yeah. J- Jack Ruby, you know, coming along two days later, almost uh, 48 hours to the to the minute almost, and assassinating Oswald is that event more than anything, I think, is what cemented the conspiracy theories that will be swirling for for all eternity on this question, Um, because it just looks like you had somebody coming along to to silence somebody. The man, Ruby, was floating around the Dallas police headquarters, and and this is beyond question. It's a known fact. There's pictures of him. He was on television there was a press conference of all things with uh, Oswald at midnight, you know, following the shooting. They brought him out to be questioned by reporters, and Jack Ruby was in there. Uh, he, he can also be seen in the hallway uh, when they're trotting Oswald around the p- police headquarters. So, you know, what was Oswald, I mean, excuse me, what was Ruby doing there all weekend, you know, for him just to be happening by? At the very moment of the, of the prisoner transfer on the on the Sunday, it's just one of these things that's very very difficult to believe it was a coincidence. So, then the final question becomes, and I don't know a lot about this guy, but I've seen his name mentioned in some of the coverage today. And the New York Times did a piece a couple of months ago on this guy Paul Landis, who was another. I mentioned Clint, but he was another one of the Secret Service agents, and and he claims that he found a bullet that was lodged as mm-hmm. well. And some of that's a little mysterious till this day. And I know that he had a book out too. So what yeah. do you know about Paul Landis and his account of what happened? So yeah, Paul Landis is is the one. If I'm, I believe that that sort of first came and said, you know, we I'm the one that found the bullet, or it was found on the stretcher, stretcher yeah. where Connolly was in in Parkland. Uh, and now he's come forward all these years later at, at you know the twilight of his life when he's got a book to sell, um, and he says, well, maybe that wasn't exactly accurate. And I don't know that he's um, really given a good explanation and uh, of why he's 
you know, is he recanting? Was he is he trying to sell a book? I mean, does what what's his motivation here? I, I really question. To be honest with you, I question the veracity of his more recent yeah. claims because this is the kind of thing you should have, you know, you testified under oath differently. And now you're, you've got a book to sell um, and you pepper the book with bits of, you know, things that are obviously, you know, historical fact that are easily proven. Um, and it gives it sort of this, um, you know, air of, of mystery and it certainly adds fuel to the fire. And as I said, it, you know, it sells books. And uh, beyond that, I don't want to. Um, question his motives, but I do question his motives. Well, and I think it's justifiable to do that. Just because 60 years has passed and he's never really changed the story. And now he comes out with the book. You know, the, the book's interesting too. It came out, I think two months ago, and I don't really remember it getting much attention at all. So he's getting mentioned today just because of the anniversary. I think it's safe to say <laughs> we're never going to know really what happened though, Phil, right? Yeah, we not. And, and, you know, you mentioned Clint Hill and the Secret Service. Um, such a, a, a sad, you know, event for all of these men that were involved in the Secret Service detail. This is just something, they, a burden that they bear. Uh, and to watch them talk about it, you can just see the pain that they've lived with. Clint Hill, though, was the only one who really seemed like, you know, he wanted to actively do something once the once the shooting started. So, um, I think that um, that he'll, um, you know, he 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 believes Oswald, you know, acted alone. You're never going to change his mind about that. But back to the events of the day, I think he really uh, did an exceptional job under really really tough circumstances. Yeah, he did, and he he's haunted by that. I mean, he's still haunted by that. And the conversation all of them are. Who wouldn't be? Yeah, who wouldn't be? Is it right? You got blood all over you from the president. Mm. You're you know you're trying to protect the first lady, mm. and the amount of horror that had to go on in those you know hours is indescribable. Well, it's fascinating history. There's no doubt about that, and you know it's something we have an appetite for in this country, as new details seem to emerge every year and on every anniversary. One thing that's interesting, and I saw this mentioned in some of the coverage today, is you know you're getting very close to the point where when you have a 65th anniversary, all the people that were around back then they they may not be alive, yep. Phil, right? They might not be, and you know, some of them are, but, you know, like Ruth Payne, for example, which was sort of the, um, you know, she is benefactor, so to speak, you know, the Oswald family. A lot of people have sort of suspicions about her. There's a great documentary called The Assassination in Ms. Payne or something like that, where it, the inference is that, you know, she's a CIA operative and they make actually a pretty compelling case, but but she's she's getting on up there and, and she... Um, a lot of people think that she knows a lot more than she's let on. Um, I, I do want to, since we have just another minute or so left, a moment or so left, encourage people, if you ever go to Dallas, go to the West End, go to Dealey Plaza, and if you can, take the JFK trolley tour, and it takes you on uh, to a lot of these historic places, and you'll get a really good perspective of um, say how Oswald yeah. may have traveled from the school book depository mm. to the rooming house to the location of where Tippett was uh, murdered, and it really raises the question: Could Oswald really have gotten from that rooming house to the location where Tippett was um, murdered in the in the time that was ascribed yeah. by the? That's the an interesting recommendation. I, I've been down there just one time. I kind of walked it myself, but that's that's a good recommendation. Phil, you have a great. I got to get on to a different guest here, and we're pressed with time. But thank you so much. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll talk Happy soon. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys too. Same. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you. Old man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting? 
warm in here. Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Got a lot of stuff going on here on the show, including our friend George Gray from The Price is Right, who's going to drop by to play a little game we call The Price is Wrong, Mark, in the next hour, right after Sue's News. So that's coming up here this afternoon. But before we get to that, Susan Sarandon said something really stupid, and she's good at that. But it's the response from our friend Azar Imani that I want you to hear. But here's what Sarandon said. There are a lot of people that are afraid, afraid of being Jewish at this time and are getting a taste of what it feels like to be a mother. Muslim in this country so often uh, subjected to violence. So her talent agency dropped her over that. Azra Namani is back with us this afternoon, senior fellow at the Independent Women's Network. She's been with us on some of these parenting issues in the past. And Azra, you and your response on Twitter to Susan Sarandon was just legendary. And I want the audience to know what that was all about. How are you and happy Thanksgiving? Oh my gosh, happy Thanksgiving. And thank you for noticing it. You know, it's one of those messages that I just wrote with my thumbs, as people know nowadays we do on our phones, on my keyboard, um, and I reflected on what she said, that, that um, saying if people couldn't hear it properly that she had at an anti-Israel protest was this. There are a lot of people that are afraid, that are afraid of being Jewish at this time and are getting a taste of what it feels like to be a Muslim in this country. And I just stopped because I thought to myself, wow, here I am. I'm visiting my parents in Morgantown, West Virginia, where I grew up. I took my parents on a beautiful walk that Sunday uh, on the rail trail in Star City, West Virginia. We took a selfie, and I posted that selfie then in a message to Susan Sarandon, and I told her our journey my father's journey as a young student to this country, coming to Manhattan, Manhattan, Kansas, where <laughs> yeah. he, yeah, where he fell in love with this nation and the equal opportunity that it offers our citizens. And my mother, who you know was punished for daring to take the face veil off in her very conservative family in India, and where she now 
walks on the rail trail, you know, with the wind in her hair. And me, I'm a single mom. We've talked about this. I didn't have a wedding ring on my finger when I learned I was pregnant with a boyfriend in Pakistan. And I had to flee Pakistan after the 9-11 attacks with this little souvenir, as I call him. Um, And where did I come? I came to West by God, Virginia. And I raised my son with love and without shame. And this is where I have been able to live freer than I could ever experience in a Muslim country. And I invited Susan Sarandon then, go, go live in a Muslim country like a Muslim woman. And I closed with saying, you will come back to America and kiss the land beneath your feet. Because, you know, that is what I do every time I come back to this country. I am so grateful to be here. One of, one of the reasons I, I like hearing your story, and I've, I've experienced this with other people. I always talk about this um, young Cuban um, Uber driver I had years ago in Vegas. But I don't understand why it is, and, and this is frustrating to a lot of us, that the people who didn't grow up here and have yeah. these, that they love America more yes. than, than some of us, especially the young people that grew up with all these freedoms, Azra. Yeah, you know, I know what it's like to live without freedom. This ability in our nation to be able to speak what you wish to say, to be able to have movement and mobility, to be able to work, to have financial independence, to make decisions for yourself. Sometimes we make mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes, you know, in those decisions that I made. But my dad, just as an example of, you know, how we live then in congruence, with congruence, um, with freedom, and with responsibility. My dad, who was a scientist, said, Astra, it's okay. Because I said to him, Dad, why didn't you ever judge me for these mistakes I made? You know, usually about guys, right? Like, bad <laughs> right, right, right. guys. Because think another thing. Like, I'm the first in my ancestry to date, to be able to make a choice in love because my parents had an arranged marriage. They never dated. I wasn't allowed to date. And so there in my 20s, I'm learning the lessons that sixth graders learn in America, right? That, that in and of itself wow. says so yes. much, Osra, to, to those of us who have never had that experience, right? Yeah. And that's such an um, experiment. You know, it's the great human experiment. And you need grace. And this nation allows grace. You know, we are a nation of grace. We have made mistakes. We have course corrected. Um, And my dad always showed me grace also. And that's where you can have congruence, you know. Though raised in a completely different value system himself, he accepted my experiments in this nation. And he said to me, Oscar, because he's a scientist, he said, when we experiment, then we learn. You know, that's how you make great discoveries. And that's how now, you know, I came to this nation when I was four years old as a little girl. And I'm now 58 and was able to speak my truth to Susan Sarandon, who Selma and Louise, iconic characters, inspired me as a young 20-something, you know, to be my self-realized self. But I was like not going to go fly off the edge of the Grand Canyon, you know, but I was like, okay, let us live with some surrender. And, but what, unfortunately she has become like, she's a symbol yeah, and she is a symbol of, um, that, that, uh, unholy alliance that I've written about now uh, that I call the woke army, you know, the far leftist 
working with the Islamists who are radical Muslims who believe in religion and governance and um, tyranny, really, over our lives. And she is aligned with them. She's working with them. And her um, her sanitizing, you know, the experience of Muslims in Muslim countries, you know, in order to basically diminish the real threats that Jewish people are feeling in this nation right now, um, it was just really unethical, I believe. Yeah, well, you, know, you, you, really closed, unethical. you closed your post so effectively, when I, and I didn't do a proper job introducing you. Osra's book that came out this year, Woke Army, the Red Green Alliance that is destroying America's freedom, that's one of the reasons we've had around the air so much. But on your uh, on your tweet string, you said, please don't minimize the experience of Jewish Americans by sanitizing the hell that it is for Muslims living in Muslim countries and vilifying America for the life and freedoms. She offers Muslims like my family, go live like a Muslim woman, as you indicated, in a Muslim country. And the picture's that you put on here, they they literally want to make me cry yes, because. It, it, yeah. And your dad, Osri, your dad is ninety years old, right? He looks great. He is so great. I'm, I decided the next morning I'm gonna. I don't know if you guys have gotten your AARP newsletter for the month, but there's a new concept of super agers, and um, and it, it connects to what we're saying because when you live with grace, you know and a sense of a healthy, positive psychology, not one rooted in grievances, you know, with no statute of limitations. It improves your well-being and your health. And, and that's the story of my parents. My dad lived literally under this notion of white supremacy because he was born into British colonial rule. My mother was born into that. And what did they choose for themselves and their family Life in America, you know, and not with grievance in their heart and vengeance for, quote, white supremacy, but with grace about humanity, right? Like this was historical decisions that were made by colonial powers. America removed those colonial powers from our history. And so did the Indian freedom fighters that my grandfather represented as an attorney. But my parents... They are now in their 80s, and my dad 90, my mother in her 80s, and my dad 90, and they, this nation allowed them to live a healthy life, you know, and that's what I, I hope that everybody will take this lesson because who doesn't have grievances in their lives, you know? Who hasn't been screwed over? But we make a choice on how we're going to live, and and I and I just want to say that, like, just you calling me, you know, you wanting to share my message with others, the response on Twitter, people sharing their journeys, you know, from Iran, from Syria, Saudi Arabia, Eastern Europe, to find safety and security in this nation reminded me that, like, people see themselves in, in our in my family's story, right? They And they see the beauty and hope that they wish for other people, not this demagoguery that somebody like Susan Sarandon paints about our nation. And and I want everybody to lean into that because, oh, they should. Yeah, you know, it's a great have, message. have pride, have pride in where we are. It is a great Thanksgiving uh, message. Osra, you're a hero. And I, I mean, that that just said so much in the last few minutes. And I'm, I'm proud to have, you know, allowed you to yes. share that message today to the audience because I think it's very, very powerful. So, you know, I'm a fan. Uh, you have a great Thanksgiving. And thank you so much for writing what you did and coming on here 
in St. Louis and, and sharing it as well. Thank you. And thank you, Mark, because you know what you what you do is you see me, you hear my voice, and that is a power in itself, and you do that for so many people. So I, this is a shout-out to you thank because you. you're part of that goodness in our world. You know you're going to be back. Osra, thank you so much. Take care. <laughs> All right. All right thank we'll you. Get more at 971talk.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.